to trade Forex. It's just awesome. We're waiting for, for some of you who bought the book, we're waiting for a windfall on the pound yen because it's a, it's a bit too expensive right now. So you want to look into that. And uh, we have our previous, do you recall this? Coronavirus comedy special t-shirts. We're yet to do our Shams and Giggles t-shirts, but we do have Shams and Giggles glasses. Nine Eye Cosmetics, One Stop Fruit and Veg. We have Chloe Wallace Insurance Specialist. We have Detox, Lose Weight and Reduce Bloating. Um, Denny Alexander, who's currently stuck in Qatar, would you believe? Can't come back into the UK because she'd have to quarantine in one of their hotels for 1,700 pounds it cost her over a period of two weeks. Foolishness. But anyway, we carry on. We have the, the High Life family that we have to big up. We have D Naturals, Inspire to Empower Air Workshops to embrace, to empower women of all ages to embrace self. We also have Keeping It Real, Rudy Liquid on a Monday. We have, um, there we are, Mind Over Matter, Suicide Prevention and Awareness and Mental Health Non-Profit Organization. That's Mind Over Matter. Additionally, look at this, we have Intelligent Service Investigations, private investigators that deal with advocacy, surveillance, close protection process, all of these things, don't delay, call today. And by the way, um, we also have, she's in business, Bunny West, uh, full body massage, deep tissue massage, reflexology, point massage, squeeze massage, pedicure and manicure. She actually contacted me today, so I do have to follow up uh, with Bunny West and her massage therapy. And she does other things as well, um, child care, sewing, and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, we, we are really coming together. Uh, when Plus is here next week, we'll have the, uh, the more, um, well, you know what I mean, the, the, the slideshow and all the rest of it. But for now, that's, that's me, and that's the, uh, the sponsors and all aspect of the show done. If you contact us um, on the Shams and Giggles number, which 079-5019-6441. So if I put that in the uh, chat, perhaps someone could put that in the chat for everyone. The Shams and Giggles sponsorship number is 079-5019-6441. And what we'll do is we'll promote your business, not only here in the room, but we put it on the back of our videos, which we put on YouTube, which we share amongst everyone. And uh, hopefully we'll generate business for your business, because we are a community that works together. Who do we have? Let's go in this, this order here. Let's talk about the black maternity scandal. Let me just check something here, because if, if I mute you guys, or if I don't allow you to unmute yourself, you guys are going to choke me to death. Okay, before we start, can we just go through the rules of the discussion, please? And that's why you have help. Splush, um, splush. Did you hear that? Splush, splush, yes. Splush. Yeah, it's splush, yeah? Oh, it's a Splush tonight, yeah? Spice. Spice is going to go through some some basic rules of etiquette 
that we absolutely must obey. Because I know you lot, once you lot start talking, I, 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 I can't control, I just can't. So, oh look, the number for the Shams and Giggles sponsors is in the chat. Thank you, Dean Naturals. Um, so Spice is going to explain some basic, um, I used the right word just now, but go on with it. Etiquette. Right, do you want to spotlight me? Yes. Oh, am I spotlighted? Okay, so rules are, if you would want to make a point, we would like you to use the raise hand, which is in the reaction tab, okay? Any responses to a uh, particular point someone's made, that someone wants to, you know, have a um, retaliate or, you know, have a discussion, we want that emoji, please. So once that's showing, that means you want to respond to the point that the, what a person's made, okay? If you agree with a point, it's a simple clap, okay? And the same, if you love a point, we would like you to use your heart, okay? So it's a raise hand to make a point. If you want to respond to a point made, it's the well, the well face, and a clap and a heart if you like points, okay? Take it away, Joseph. Very good, Spice. I, I, I really uh, think everybody um, understood that. Um, so I'm gonna have a print out here, so I, <laughs> oh, I know what it means when I see it. There are people eye on them, Joe, as well. Okay. So what what will happen as well is um, to um, so we'll we'll call them etiquette rules. Thank you, TMG. And um, what what we're trying to do is just to have a bit more order, so that we're not screaming over each other, especially when 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 the points then get sweet. Everyone likes to say, ah, we don't have that. So we'll talk. So we have a, so maternity scandal is the first one, yeah? So you guys can comment in the uh, in the chat. And Spice is going to keep an eye on the comments. She's also keeping an eye for... So if you have something to say, you can just put your hand up. And um, yeah, one of those emojis. Can you remember, is, is this clap hand, is a thumbs up? It's a raise hand to raise a point and the, the, the wild and the wild the wild face to respond to a point. Oh actually there's I see, yeah, look at that. There is uh quite a lot in this thing, isn't there? So right, so raise hand, so there you are. So if you have a point, you'll raise your hand. Spice will see that. She'll write your name down and then you you're able to come. So the black maternity scandal was uh, on channel four dispatches on Monday. What was your thoughts? Um, first of all, when you heard this thing was coming on, you know, this, I mean, who even thought about this issue, by the way? Was anybody aware of uh, uh, that there was a, uh, a, um, a scandal? I'm gonna pause for the courts. No, I wanna get it. Was anybody aware that there was a scandal? I, I can see a hand, but I'll let Spice call it. Norris? Sorry, I just wanted to get rid of it. No, no, sorry, I was just testing it. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Not There's yet. There's always one. There's always one. <laughs> I was about to share with voice people already. Sorry, I thought that. So the Blackburn Sanity Handle was on Channel 4. And um, did anybody even know that there 
cause such a... See, we've been talking for so long, right, regarding this issue of um, the media and so on and so forth. And um, all of a sudden, it's like they feed more stuff for you to talk about. Was anybody aware of an issue regarding black women in hospital when giving birth? So nobody's aware of this. And all of a sudden, they, they, they throw this out there. Spice has something. I heard about it. Hey, I have to watch it. Right. So I, I heard that women have treated differently, black women. But I didn't realise the death rate was so high, um, so high because I've had a kind of a personal experience when it came down to my daughter being, being pregnant, which resulted in a loss of my first grandchild. So I definitely saw that, you know, there was different set of treatment for us black folk. I did notice that. Right, not uh, right, and, and there it is. It's killing us. Eshe says our parents' generation spoke about it. Eshe, you have something? I saw a hand. Oh, Kerry's hands up. Part the king, Kerry. Yeah. Good evening, Joe. How you doing? Um, hey, Joe, right, bro. You're all right, bro. Um, my mum was a nurse for 42 years um, here in England uh, with the NHS. And I remember as a child, um, she used to come home and say, oh, we, we had a, a girl who had an emergency, or needed an emergency operation, not necessarily um, because she was pregnant or anything like that, could have been a road traffic accident or whatever means, okay? And she would often say that the black women were treated very badly by the staff it was just like well okay so this person's been in a road accident we'll do just the bare minimum and you know if they die then they die they just wheeled into you know the morgue and that's it whereas if it's a white person you know everything above and beyond is done to make sure that they could keep this person alive or they, they do their best but with what our people... Area, what was your mum working in? What area? At the time, yeah. Um, my mum worked all over. She worked in every hospital in London you could think of. Oh, so it was London-based? Yeah, yeah, yeah London-based. Name a hospital in London my mum's worked there. The last place she worked at was North Middlesex Hospital in Edmonton before she right, retired right, okay. about 10 years back now. So... so did that affect you when you had kids? Like, your missus going to a hospital? Um... Was that in the back of your mind? To, to be honest with you, no, because you see, what I've just explained to you is what I'm hearing my mum discuss with my father when she comes home from work. You see, you see what I'm trying to say? And then there's a period after that where I just leave home and I just do my own thing. And you come, you know, 20 something years later to even your platform where you raise this issue. But prior to that, it's been going on but nobody's talking about it and now it's become a topic even where it's this uh, debate has pricked my mind to think oh yeah i remember my mum talking about this but it's not out there or back then it wasn't you know um no. so I, I don't i don't know how to, to to quantify it but that's that's my recollection of it yeah so so i just found it like sort of like it's just, this is something that's come out the clear blue when i my son was born i remember my missus she had a hole i could stay because she had a you know and she had a hole in her stomach from after the um, c-section and 
I can remember, and by the way, C-section is a whole other thing because back in the day, natural birth was the way C-section was only an emergency. Now, they're giving you a C-section. I mean, unless you, you beg and whatever to not have it. So that's a whole other thing. But I could literally see inside of her body the whole world. And they were going to send her home. I remember I was in the hospital. Like, you can't send her home like that. She's got a hole I can see inside her body. How can you send her home like that? And, and it forced them to keep her in a, a, an extra couple of days. But I'm like, you would send people home with a hole in their stomach. And that's, the, there was a young girl that used to keep coming back and forward. She was a very good speaker, but I'm like, hang on a minute, you speak well, you do, you really do. But you would send people home with a hole, a visible hole in their stomach. That's just an infection waiting to happen, surely. You know, um, we was talking about this um, on on Monday. I'm gonna let Eshe, um, Eshe, you got your hand up, so you can unmute yourself. Yeah, this this is something I remember um, our parents' generation, first generation, talking about. Or not even back then, even now, like in our generation. I mean, I knew someone. She had during the childbirth of her first child, and she had to have um, forceps um, intervention in the end, and it was horrendous. They tried the forceps, and then this this doctor was putting his practically half of his arm inside of her mm. and the trauma from that i mean she she ended up having two boys in the end how she had another pregnancy and got through that i don't know mm. and then i also know a woman who and this was in king's hospital um king's college hospital she had fibroids and um they delivered the child by c-section they should have put a drain in. I wish I'd known this information at the time to mm. tell her. Mm. And they let, because all the, I don't know if it's um, sort of like some kind of fluid or whatever com coming off from the fibroids built up that fluid inside of her after stitching her up after the C-section, right. which meant she got an infection and then it turned um, septic. Yeah. yeah? Putting the drain in would have drained that off. Um, she had the sepsis, which they then came and did the uh, did a hysterectomy on her. Wow. Um, they do these things so that we are like um, for for them to do research on us. Right. Yeah? right. They may come and ask you, "Oh, can I use you in my thesis?" You know, my you know, um, and. If you refuse or you're not interested, that they'll they'll find another way around it. Right. They'll find another way around it that you know they they're going to use you because obviously they have to treat you. They can they can just be taking all the notes, all the data, everything that they've got off you. Um, but yeah, to say one out of five women are more likely to die, not surprising because they don't want any more black babies on this planet. Well, they're minimising our numbers. I used to think that was a joke, but when you hear, it's not. It's not that you hear one thing about how black people are being killed off. It's like one, it's another, it's the next, it's the next, and it's like, and then the likes of Tony Crossbody comes on and he says, no, back in the 1500s, black people were everywhere, all across Europe and all the rest of it. You go to Europe now, and when, where are we? We're hiding in the corners. This really is a question of survival. Black, we, we, we're having to survive. You know the old saying, if you don't know your history, you can't possibly know where you're going. 
we should have our own midwives overseeing us rather than just relying on the hospital. Right. And I remember you were just saying, like, why now? Why they bring this topic up now? Well, if you yeah. think about it, um, it's deliberate. It's deliberate to stir us up, right? Yeah. We're, we're now just about to open up gradually more. Mm. Yeah. So this the same thing happened when they put roots out. Right. And then they, then they repeated roots. So you have to know the mindset of the system that you're dealing with. Right. You know, the thing about it is that then, then they can call you angry people because they've given you stuff to be angry about. And they, you know, yeah, you've got a chip on your shoulder because they've given you stuff to have a chip on your shoulder about. So this scandal is not based on somebody who's made it up. They, this, they did statistics and it was statistically proven. And one of the most shocking uh, and frightening elements of the systemic racism that exists in society is this scandal. And it was in the wake of the Black Lives Matter protest that these facts came to light because somebody actually looked at the numbers. So, so that pops up in, 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 in the media. We see that uh, on, on, on Monday. Um, and then it comes amidst the time where we have uh, the race report, which was released this week. Anybody so, have any thoughts on that race report that um, they, they, they released this week? Okay, so can I just finish on that point then? Yeah. So, in connection to the race report, this is also evidence that racism is still prevalent. So how can they say it doesn't exist? Just from the Predator Scandal documentary alone. Right. Confirms that. <laughs> oh, you did something. Yeah, so obviously the, the, the scandal is a very clear evidence. And they have, so this guy, Samuel uh, Kasumu, he resigns because he was an advisor to Boris Johnson. He resigns. And I think, where's Norris? Oh, Norris disappeared. Norris was saying earlier that the person who actually put the report out used to be on the Voice newspaper. Did I hear that right? Keith, I can see you nodding here. What are you saying? Yeah, I think, yeah, Norris, Norris and I believe it was the same man who was based at the Voice, but, but he specifically said that there's no such racism in health, right. umbrella, education, and there was another one. That he believes that it's 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 out, it's gone, it's been eradicated. It's absolute nonsense. Right. Absolute so, nonsense. So, 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 and, and, so why would he say? Um, why would he say that? Is is a question we have to ask, right? This guy, um, um, Sam, uh, just quit. Samuel Kasumu just resigned. He was a special advisor to Boris. They said it wasn't related. But um, why, why would, why would the guy come out and say something like that, uh, or put out the report like that, when here was a time where he could actually um, help identify the issues so we can overcome them? Why do you think people like him in his position? Why do you think they do that? Why do you think they put out such a report? Okay. Okay. Go on, Kerry. Oh, I was going to say he's obviously trying to protect uh, his own position, um, which you know he's now given up. 
So it's kind of, I think it's conflicting. Um, everybody knows on, on a day-to-day -day basis that this country, particularly if you, and I will focus on, on the police force, it's still institutionally racist. You are never uh, gonna get away from that fact. I had this discussion two days ago with somebody else. This report has come out, said there's no institutional racism yet. Your son, my son, everybody else's son of color is 10 times more likely to be stopped and searched under the old, uh, what they used to call double sus. They just suspect you of something because right. you are black. So you're st even today, you're still being stopped 10 times as likely. So how can you say that there isn't any institutional racism when that is the mindset? Just yesterday, um, they convicted somebody uh, of being in the Metropolitan Police, but being a Neo member Nazi. of, of yeah, uh, uh, right, being in, in a, um, a far-right group. Um, and I just caught it in the corner of my eye on the telly. I didn't actually catch all of it, but what I saw was enough. Yes. They had video from his laptop in the forest, making uh, Nazi gestures and uh, doing graffiti at a different place at a different time, communicating, um, training, at a, a sort of paramilitary level, although it just be a couple of lads in, you know, a gym somewhere, shows that these people are here. And right. now the Met are gonna do a internal investigation to sit, find out how they missed uh, him getting in. They've also looked at his stop and search record to see if his outside interests are, you know, which you would expect them to do, but it just shows that this is not right. something that's going to go away. And those are the people that are supposed to, uh, you know, protect and serve us. You've got to then factor in your fire service, um, your ambulance service, and indeed your NHS. All of those people we rely heavily on, you know, but they yeah, have their they own- They really care, they get paid. They get paid yeah, they, 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 they paid. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right, they get paid. Um, I saw another hand somewhere. Figures, figures, Eshen. Um, really? Spice, you got a face up, go on. Then. Yeah. So going on from um, Adrian's point, because I did see that article um, with regards to that police officer yesterday, young police officer. I've just pulled it up, so just to make everybody else aware of it. So basically, he was um, convicted um, for being a member of a banned neo-Nazi group. Um, he was found guilty of five charges by a jury on Thursday. And these charges include membership of the band National Action Group, making a false application to join the police by not disclosing his membership of the said group, and possession of indecent photographs of a child. Yeah. That's the kind of people we've got in our police force. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Spice, for that. Thank you. Yeah, because then, then it goes on and it begs the question: Then, who were his friends in the police force? Did he share his views and ideas with them in the police force? And he goes on and on and on. Um, so, so, so this race report comes. This so was it a setup? Did they know that the race report was going to be released? And because they knew it was going to be released this week, they somebody else said, "Okay, well, let's put out these other things that prove or disprove what that report is saying." Um, I mean, and here a, we the are. young man was only the young man was only twenty-two. He was only a youngster. That's, that's the scary thing about it when you see that. Sad. Thing. So sad. He, he he's only in just barn, isn't it? He just come and look. 
to his parents. I mean, it just, you know, so that's the confusing thing about it. So somebody last week was saying that we are literally like pawns in on the board and they, they just put things out there to test our response. What would they say to this, that, and the other? And so I think this week, we've just seen a classic example of where they've thrown this out into the mix and we've have, we have a conflicted view. But the thing about it, which is most important really, is that the government report is what will stand up over time because that's issued by the government and that's the rule of law that they're going to actually go by. Um, so then that means is that they will not fund black projects or they'll withdraw funding from black projects, right? Whereas before with the um, Black Lives Matter, they started putting more money into black interests. They're going to take that all away now. So, so they're, they're going to put us back into that time. That box grew a little bit. So now, because you've seen us on black adverts, you've seen us in our, that box is going to start to close because there's no more racism. It's all fine and dandy. Um, and that's what, and they get a black guy to actually tell the story. Sorry, Kerry, go on. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Um, I was just saying earlier, with what you're saying, I've started to write, that's why they won't no longer need statistics. And so let's address the word that they want to remove the word BAME. We had this little bit of discussion earlier on my panel, but the, the fact of putting the word BAME and making that a highlight subject at the moment, a really, really highlighted subject on top of everything. So since George Floyd has been a, a number of events that highlight color, um, and it's almost like, I'm not racist, that's going out and being thrown out there. So let's remove the name BAME, the terminology BAME, and um, now you've got no argument against discrimination because now you really are on human rights. And, and, and again, look at the things and rules and regulations they're trying to implement at the moment. And if they can eliminate the discrimination, it makes it easier in, a, in another format to entice you, uh, especially around the vaccine, uh, for, for, for instance, as well. If we remove this, we change the name, we can still offer it without the discrimination. Perhaps you'll take it then. So I'm, I'm just looking at the hidden agendas of why they want to now eradicate the name BAME. Even we don't like the terminology, it doesn't, it misplaces, misrepresents yeah. who in you know um but it's it it's causing a stir amongst all of us and we've got to stay together and talk and educate and discuss like we are figure out what they're doing but have a thought process for ourselves but it does worry me the fact that they are addressing the bame that yeah. then is going to remove a lot of as you mentioned no need for asking for pun uh funding now for the uh, what do they call it um disadvantaged disadvantaged no need to ask for the funding anymore remove those pots that is going to cause and pose a lot of problems so again us as a community have to rely on one another to build up a community that's what I'm right, and they're taking away from us tmj i saw you had your face the face thing i was just gonna i was just gonna read that her comment but she can oh. go ahead no, I was saying, you know, that um, Tony Sewell, he was the person who headed up the report and he used to write, well, he's written loads of books like Garvey's Children and other notable books that we in the black community really um, held on to and used. What's so they've name? used Tony Sewell. So Tony. they've used somebody that is a, a prominent person within our community to come back and 
to tell us that there is no racism. So <laughs> what they've done is they've kind of, they've said, well, it's not one of us, it's one of you, and it's one of your trusted people that are telling you this. So we're not gonna argue with the findings. Awesome. And as a result, therefore, as, as Kerry was saying, we don't need to have this leveling that we used to have with the BAME, um, BAME provisions which is levelling the playing field. We don't need to do that anymore because you guys are all equal. There is no racism. Yeah. But therefore, none of this is needed. And so, you know, it's not, I can't even explain it. It's almost like they are, they're not even trying to hide it. They're not even trying, they're just doing, they're just doing the tick boxes. We right. do this and we do this and we do that. So then we can do this. They're doing the process. So if, when we start to say, listen, you're wrong, but, but you, the research was done. The we will find him. We'll be on somewhere. We'll find it because it's 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 devastating. Because we talked about when Cameron came into office, he started taking away funding from the safe disabled group. He started closing the youth centres and all the rest, calling all this austerity. Whilst him and his boys were making a ton of money, look, Cameron's in the news right now, trying to raise money for his friends, right? But from us, they they took away, took away, and then there was riots. You know what I mean? And this is just another classic example. It's a, it's, it's a clear setup. They've done this, put out that race report now. They're trying to destroy the BAME. They've used people within our community to say, yes, it's okay. And the next thing, funding's gone away. We get, there's less money in the pot from us. And we wonder why we're walking around Brock. Because we get, we're, we're hard to employ, because they don't want to employ us. They don't want to, I mean, come on, what? <laughs> But to so, be, so we, we have to watch this. We have to watch this space. And one other thing, by the Hello, way. Hello, everybody. Dirty Boy's in the building. Hello, Cheryl. One, one other thing we, 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 have, we have to watch this space because as the weeks continue on, by the way, Kaz is in the building as well. Why is the, as the weeks carry on, we're going to slowly see more and more people. And he's breaking up there, Kaz, a bit. And, um, yeah, I'm driving, I'm driving, sorry, but evening all. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so back in the day, you remember with the case of Stephen Lawrence, because we're going to switch to George Floyd in a second, yeah? With the case of Stephen Lawrence, remember, I remember myself, I don't know if you lot were the same, screaming at the television like, how in the world? What? You know, you're just screaming, you had no one else to talk to. At least now we have platforms such as these where we can actually vent a little bit amongst a group of our own. So, you know, you're not going crazy. I used to go to work. And there was a white guy at work, and he used to watch the bill. And in his mind, the bill identified black people. So what did see the police officer on the bill doing to black people in the community? He said, yeah, because that's what it's like in real life. It wouldn't be on TV in this way, this drama, if it wasn't like in real life. So to your point, when you mentioned um, this guy, Tony Sewell, who goes on TV and says, there's no racism. A guy like that person who does on my job, he'll be like, see, there's no racism. Wonder you're saying it. That's right. right. 
But that's why they've got the, that's why they've got him as a puppet in the first place. That's, that's right. exactly why they've chosen him. So, no, so, what we gotta do? We gotta find him. We, we've got to find him. Tony, you, you really think he wants to talk to people like us? He doesn't want to talk to people like us. Yeah, and you know, you have to this, sanctified with people like us. Right, and and that's the thing. In America, and I saw it in my own eyes, and this is why I'd likely have to come together, pull the resources. In America, there was BET. BET is not the same BET as it was before 2004, right? Before 2004, before it was taken over by Viacom, right? Those, those black reporters used to go to the president and say, Mr. President, shut the mic in his face. What or why are you not listening to black people? They used to be able to do that. As soon as Viacom took over BET, the first thing they did away with was the news. The first thing they did the news, they used to have Ed Gordon. He used to come on after the BET nightly news and he would explain what the news meant. Like, just like they do with their news. And first thing they took away was the news and put back the music, the comedy, the drama, all, all, all the other food. Because they didn't want you up in the president's face asking the, the questions that really matter. And now... It's a, bit like, it's a bit like when Capital Radio took over Choice FM. Exactly. Exactly. That, that's exactly it right there. That's exactly it. They literally just cut your legs off. You can't communicate. You can't come together. You can't organise. You can't have nothing. And you can walk around with that chip on your shoulder and we'll identify you as having a chip on your shoulder because we know you have got a chip on your shoulder. We put it there. And that, that's the view that these people have. Anyway, we're not blind. We see these things and we're aware of it. So they haven't got the one over on us. And one last not. thing. So, 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 so. Oh, the one at a time, we have to put hands up. Kaz, you're driving. No, you she, yeah, she can't put her hands up. Go on, Kaz. Sorry, so all I was going to say is, okay, so this is one, this is just one report. All of the reports that came before that, the McKinsey report, the Stephen Lawrence report, all of them categorically demonstrated and highlighted that there was systemic racism in this country. So we now just got one report that contravenes that or, or, or goes against that and all of a sudden we're, we're going to believe that amongst all of the other reports so as far as I'm concerned anyway you know and it's said and there's just been too much conversation about this disparities report in the last 24 48 hours whatever it is and as far as I'm concerned the only place for that report is in the shredder absolutely absolutely yeah? Well, that report is in the shredder. Absolutely. We have to I've follow it longer because they're going to start withdrawing funding. Go on, Kerry. Kerry's going to give you a And I gave up. Yeah, Kerry gave you a big love heart to that. She agrees with your comment. I don't know if you had something to say, Kerry. TMJ? Yeah, um, what I was going to say is, but the reason that this report has more weight is the first time they've had so many black contributors yeah. That is why this report has so much weight. All the other times, there was little to no black contributors. Right. And so that is why this one is even all the more damning. Yes. We can't, yeah. we can't just say we have to put it in the shredder because now they're saying, but it was, like I was saying before, it was collated by some of your great minds. Yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But trust me, I work, my parent company is a, is a social regeneration charity that's been championing social justice and racial equality for 
32 years and as an organization my CEO is just like I'm not even going to respond to this and my parent charity is an organization that normally would come out and speak to things like this the East London community would be looking at my organization to speak to this we're not even going to talk about it because we are just disgusted right now Kaz hold on wait a minute though yours is an organization you would likely be getting government funding your charity would be getting government funding no 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 we are not we're not funded by the government at all we're a membership organization Oh, okay. We are not funded by the government at all. But anyway, watch the space because if funding starts coming away for whatever reason, you, I bet it will all trickle back to this report. So we, we've got to find a way to call this whoever's Tony Sewell out on it. We got to connect yeah, with but, that Samuel Kasuma. Yeah, but yeah, but um, but Joseph, the thing is, you've got people damages, like damages, so Simon Woolley. You know, you know, there've already been debates about this in the last twenty-four hours. You've got senior figureheads that are saying, listen, I, I, I've been on panels with Tony Siebel. I've, I've, I've debated with him. I'm on a panel with him. I'm in a, on a trust board with him. I'm this, 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 and this. And they're what? He may look like her, but trust me, he's not for us. I don't get it. I really don't get it. But he may look like us, but he is not for us. Yeah. So, well, I mean, yeah. so that's probably why, obviously, they, they bring that. So, um, 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 Keith gives you a thumbs up there. Um, Kerry's or Adrian's got their hand up. Is it hand up? Is it clap? She's clapping. Clap. Clap. They're clapping. There, are, there are also well, some comments. Driving, um, um, Kaz, we, you can't see anything, I'm sure, so. No, I can't, babe, sorry. I'm yeah, on my phone. We've also got some comments, um, Joseph, in the chat. Go on, then. Okay, so um, SHA says, but yet the census wants this information to know what services are needed. Our experience cannot be defined outside of our community. Uh, Kerry and Adrian have put Cameron ran away from his reparations de- debate when he was in office. Yeah, yeah. SHA again, uh, we could set something aside from the billions we spend outside the Black Pounds. And. Uh, Kerry and Adrian, uh, they said same as Pretty Patel. I think it was in relation to when you mentioned the other MP. I can't remember which MP it was. Um, we've got um, Eshe again. What is the pop- population of black people in Britain? I have no idea. 3%. Well, We're only 3%, 3%, 3%, aren't we? 3%. 87% white, 3% black, and 2% oh, 3% black and Asian. And then two percent Asian, but vice versa. Yeah, three percent. Three percent. But twenty, twenty. But yeah, but actually, financially, we have a lot of clout. The problem is, if we, we don't pull, use that clout. Yeah. If, if, if we could pull it together, we 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 have a tremendous. And if we, yeah, I mean, we could build our own businesses, school. There's a lot we could do if we put. But the other thing that they're doing as well with housing, because that's a form of racism, well, housing. They said health, and there was one, and jobs. But with housing, what they're doing now is they're spreading black people apart. <laughs> so if you're in close groups, you can form something. But if you're all spread apart, it becomes more difficult. And that's one of the things they're doing um, with, with housing and regeneration. They're putting people here, there, and everywhere. Uh, go on, um, Kerry. That, that very good point. When you're dealing with housing, we can understand in housing how they operate and how they assess you and where they should best put you. Um, a classic example 
I pleaded to be back in my home, home t- hometown. I had to beg, borrow, ask the letter, get all my kids, kids to write a letter, write to the MP. Why should I be ostracised from my own town and say, please let me live in my town because we asked for a council property. And when you're relying on council property, which they're very reluctant to give you, they really do force the uh, private agenda, which is the problem that you have in the private sector housing is that they don't want to take housing benefit. And the majority of people cannot work for they are sitting in depression or alcoholics or whatever there's a problem so they do rely on they become vulnerable and then rely on social housing and so the problem is that's where they're getting you a lot of the time is with the housing and i am 50 miles away i was 50 miles away from my support from anything i've ever known and it should not take letters it should not take prove to me that you have a church in the area prove to me you have education to go to Prove to me you have a job. Prove to me there's a school and prove to me you've got family there. Shouldn't take that. And that's the problem. And that is the control that they have when it comes to um, stock. They call it stock. We are, they're stock, but we are also stock where they want to move us around. And that's where within the housing, they have got a lot of people on that situation. So they destabilize the community by where they put you with regard to your property. If, if, if they give you a property at all. By the way, on the whole housing thing, that manufacturer, when she introduced the um, right to buy, that was the biggest giveaway. And the reason she did it was that when they, uh, they were Arthur Scargill and all that lot was striking and all the rest of it, they could strike because housing costs was very minimal. It didn't have mortgages, renting. In fact, the council paid your rent. So all those people could strike. Once you gave way to this right to buy and people bought their own houses, you can't strike now because you've got a mortgage to pay. You lose the mortgage. You have to be twice about doing it. But they get the houses back by putting you through that court system on divorces, etc. And mothers out there are losing their children to perpetrators while they sit comfortable and get rich in their houses. We, single parents, are going, putting into the situation of homelessness all over again when they become a perpetrator. And I had my house, my own very council house, that I waited homeless and went down that road for very long time from a very early age. I got married, obviously, in a situation. I was presented in front of the judge. Now, bearing in mind, my ex-partner had a house already, another house already, presented in front of the judge, me and myself and my three little black children, yes, the judge took my house from me and made me and my boys homeless. He can keep it if he can afford to pay for it, but I had to be homeless. And, and, and so this is another aspect where I thought, whoa, it don't matter if you bought your own house, it doesn't matter whatsoever. Because when a judge says, give it back, then you give it back. They will do everything in their power to... We've heard all the cases. We've seen people plead for their cases over property. And that's yeah, property well, and everything. Your case would have been done in um, family court. Yes, closed, and that's where they're getting you, in the family courts. Which... Closed door. So it's a crime. In that court, it's a crime. Because a judge can just be like, whoop. And your whole life... It's gone. Gone. Just, 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 just whoop. Absolutely, absolutely. And then then that's when you actually feel discrimination um, because it's unfair. Like, good Lord, I mean, they can just wipe you away just like that. 
Just like that. You know, you know, it happens obviously in our community. You, you had your own house. That was gone just like that. See what I mean? Just wait. All it takes is one person to make a decision on your life when you are requesting something. Now, we have to try to move on. We're going to squeeze in one more and then we're going to have... Um, there are a few more comments, Joseph. Oh, there are three more comments? There are a few more. Okay, so DJ Smiley says he sold us down the river intentionally in regards to the report. Yes. DMJ says CBE makes all the difference. The natural, they are black on the outside, white on the inside, brainwashed. Kathy says Boris nominated who we know as black people will vote for them and will not defend the black sector. And Dean Natural again has said, I used to work for social services and they put people in Birmingham, Liverpool, outside London, basically. Yeah, put your mind away. I'm going to share my screen real quick and we're going to end on this and then we're going to have um, Stephen Stanley. So I'll give you, you got a couple minutes heads up there, Stephen. Uh, we'll be having you on next, okay? Um, by the way, let me just do this again. Um, let me make sure. Can you lot shit see my screen? Oh, it's not doing it this week, guys. It did. We just saw something red, didn't it? Didn't it? Yeah, it said that what is a warning screen, and it's just disappeared. It disappeared. Yeah. So you need Hold to on. share again. Let me see if I can be host. Wait. Can I be host? Maybe I'll do it now. Hold on. Let's have that. Well, no, it's not doing it, guys. It's not allowing me. Last week, share computer sound. Can you see my screen? Oh, here it is. Yes, there we are. <laughs> got it, got it. Yeah, you can see. Okay, oh. see it now, yeah? Right, yeah. So, um, we're going to end on this, and then we're going to have Stephen Sally. This is about um, George Floyd, by the way. If it's going to play, that is. There we go. More eyewitnesses recurred on the third day of Derek Chiffin's trial. The prosecutor showed CCTV footage. They're showing a video. When the story clerks described Mr. Floyd's demeanor that night. He seemed night. very friendly, um, approachable. He was talkative. Uh, he seemed to just be having an uh, average Memorial Day, just living his life. But he did seem high. We saw you standing there with your hands on your head for a while, correct? Correct. What was going through your mind during that time period? Uh, disbelief. Thank you. Why guilt? Um, if I would have just not taken the bill, this could have been avoided. I know that this is difficult. Can you just explain sort of what you're feeling in this moment? I can feel helpless. I don't have a mama either. I 
Okay, man, okay. I'm not a bad guy, man. In the car. I'm not a bad guy. Ah, 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 I think um, the prosecution is doing a, a really solid job and, and using the video in a way that engages the jury. So instead of having the jury just simply watch, uh, the prosecutors are leading the witnesses through the video and allowing them to testify as to what happened, what they saw. And I think that has a great uh, and strong impact on the jury because they can sort of place themselves there. And it's not just having seen a video repetitively, um, they're actually hearing from people who are on the scene who are walking them through what happened. There we have it, guys. That is the, uh, the latest on the George Floyd uh, situation. And uh, just today they had somebody else on um, basically um, talking about how the methods that that police officer used was not acceptable. They had another police um, chief on there. Uh, it's not was not protocol. The position was it's called a prone position where they got the knee in the neck. You only do that until restraint. You know he's, he was in handcuffs. So you know. It, so we we I, I'm sure you guys are watching the trial. Um, you know it's ongoing, but that guy's guilty. I mean, I would hate if if he was to come away from there not guilty. I think um, there's just going to be a huge breakdown in society. Um, I mean, Floyd was 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 compliant. You could hear him. I'm not that kind of guy. Please, Mr. Officer. Please, Mr. Officer. You know what I mean? It, so we we can only but watch and wait. Um, so we, we'll follow up on that. We'll have. We're gonna. We're not gonna delve into that right now because we're gonna have Steve Sally who's been waiting uh, for a moment to discuss health. So that's Champs and Giggles giving you an insight of the maternity scandal, the uh, report. Um, you heard it. If you like what you hear or have uh, any messages, you the numbers in there. Contact them and they'll speak for yourself. Thanks for listening. <laughs>